Where are you at, Peter Parker? Oh my god, what universe is this? Oh my god. I'm kidding, it's us the whole time. Spider-Man! We're gonna talk about No Way Home. A full breakdown. Deep dive, we're gonna get into it. Definite spoilers right from the first second. All the stuff that we remember from seeing the movie. For sure. So we're going to start that off, and I'm going to go very simply. Josh, what is, you think, your favorite scene of the movie? Oh, my favorite scene of Spider-Man No Way Home. This is a big question. There's a lot of really good scenes in this movie. I'm going to have 10 minutes in. My, I mean, my first, I don't know if it's my favorite, but definitely my the first of my favorite scenes. Uh Charlie Cox in the MCU, Daredevil, baby. He's here. He's practicing law. Definitely affirmed. Uh, so, yeah, catching the brick and saying, I'm a really good lawyer. That's, I think I'm going to have to go with that as that my That was favorite. amazing. I know when it, when it happened in the theater when I was there, the whole theater like was, oh, oh yeah. everybody blew up on oh, that yeah. for sure. What about you, Jeremy? What's your favorite scene? Oh, man. Like you said, there's so many. But uh, the the one that caught me off guard and, you know, it made me tear up a little. I can't even lie. Was the scene where MJ starts falling and Tom Holland comes in for the save. Green Goblin swipes him away. And you're like, oh, no, she's definitely going to die. And then out of nowhere, here comes Andrew Garfield. Spider-Man, poor lowly lover, Spider-Man number three. Spider-Man comes in, three. Saves the day. And when he hits the ground... The look on his face is what got me. Oh, man. yeah. It was so good. He His, his the, acting was perfection right there. And it was in the scene, too, because he says to, to MJ, are you okay? And she says, yeah, are you okay? I know. It was so good. That was the one. It was. It got me so good. Because oh, he didn't save Gwen, but he saved MJ. That's right, man. It was, like, it, it was such a good, you could just tell. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like he might get another shot. That would be awesome. So we're going to talk all about Spider-Man, A No Way Home. We're going to talk about uh, the future of the MCU and what it might look like, what's, what we know, what might be happening, and maybe what the, you know, the future of Spider-Man. And uh, we're also going to you know talking about the aftermath of this movie, the emotional aftermath. For sure, <laughs> for sure. We're going to be talking about everything. First, we're going to go over the breakdown and the aftermath. So... Stay tuned, stick in, and all this and more on Unsolicited Conjecture. Woohoo! Roll that music. <clears throat> this episode of Unsolicited Conjecture, as always, brought to you by Red Bull. Red Bull, you'll have to piss halfway through the episode. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. As we talked about earlier, we are going to be discussing right now, basically the storyline is what we're breaking down into right now. Spider-Man. No way home. No way home. Mm. And right off the bat, we had a, you know, there were a lot of theories running around. Well, we had a lot of ideas. Yeah, there were a course. lot of people you thought were going to show up that never showed up. Well, like I said, there's the, the cool thing about this movie, what No Way Home really represented was the beyond just like, uh, a movie that that covers the scope or like sort of re reframes and uh is acts as a conclusion to 20 years of Spider-Man movies. Um beyond that, this movie had so much potential as far as what could happen because this is the first time we've ever seen a Spider-Man movie with motherfucking Doctor Strange in it That's who can true. make anything pretty much happen narratively that you want to happen. So 
there's been, you know, obviously, yeah, we didn't get Fantastic Four. We didn't get those guys. We didn't get, you know, there's no L- Logan yeah, in no this mutant. movie. That's the only thing I was honestly disappointed but about. But apparently, I mean, we got like four months until Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And if you think about it, this movie was a joint venture with Sony and Marvel. Oh, for sure. Marvel's not going to waste their X-Men on a movie that they're sharing profits with Sony on, <laughs> you know? There is enough with just the Spider-Man history to be able to put together an incredible film and probably the best superhero movie ever, right? I I mean... I Honestly, it's, it, it's I know for sure it's the best movie I've seen this year, without oh, sure, a doubt. Sure, and I'm coming as a diehard Ghostbusters fan who absolutely loved Afterlife. <sighs> this gave you everything you wanted. It had all of the emotional peaks and all of the action-packed valleys, like... It was it was just heartbreaker after heartbreaker, oh, yeah. awesome scene after awesome scene. And the it way was great. you're right, the way that like the the comedy in this movie, it's cutting through so much tension. Like the the entire like last hour of the movie is an ecstatic experience because you're going back and forth between tears and and exclamations of joy. It's it's really an incredible thing that they they put together. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of things we didn't get to see in this that, hey, we get to just shift those predictions farther forward. We did get Charlie Cox. Yeah, I mean, right, right away you got Charlie we Cox. We got Daredevil, and as of last week, we saw, uh, we saw old, uh, Uncle Wilson is back in Hawkeye. So... That's a really good sign well, for the future of the MCU. There was a photo. That's correct. There's there was a photo. photo. And this, we're recording this on uh, Monday. So we don't know how Hawkeye ends yet. We'll oh, find we're out. We're excited about that. We're very excited about that. That's the thing. It's like this movie did such a good job of, I don't know. I like, I came out of it just as excited for the future of Marvel as I felt before. For sure. Leading man. up to the movie because there's just so much. But anyway, like we said, we're gonna we'll start at the beginning. So right off the bat, this movie starts right where Far From Home left off. We get to see New York right as J. Jonah Jameson is breaking the news. Yeah, the second it the second yeah. the last movie ended is where this one picked up. Uh of course, this time we get to see it a little bit more like from Mary Jane's or MJ's perspective because she's not actually Mary Jane. Melissa Jones. Melissa Melissa Jones. Jones. And we learned in this, I don't know if we learned before that, but it is, her name is Jones Watson. Okay. And she said, I don't go by the Watson. So, which actually makes sense. We know, you know, MJ had a bad relationship like with her dad. Mm -hmm. Remember? He was like kind of a a shitty guy in the (laughs) comics and in like the Tobey Maguire movies. So she just doesn't use that guy's name. Makes sense. Um, you know, but it, it lends more credence to the notion she is MJ Watson. She yeah. is Mary Jane. She's she's not going to be replaced later on with a, re- a redhead. Yeah, she just has yeah. a different name. Yes. So we start off uh, with that. We get some fun uh, Spider-Man swinging through New York kind of scenes. And it leads us pretty much straight into, you know, uh, you know, the police knocking down the door, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was fun seeing uh, <laughs> what well, was fun seeing John Favreau play heartbroken just like in in swingers you know uh he does that really well the funny part is we just watched the me and my wife just watched the first uh few seasons of sopranos oh yeah and he's in that when he's like 22 and to just see him in this movie i was like 
man, he looks old right now. <laughs> he does. But it's because I just had that such a stark comparison of 22 to what is he now? Like 50 He's something? He's probably in his 50s, yeah. Well, and even he better, he was Happy Hogan, you know, obviously in the Iron Man movies, but he was also Foggy Nelson in the Batman or the, the Batfleck. The, the the Ben Affleck blind fleck daredevil whatever it was <laughs> okay yes he in that daredevil movie <laughs> he was funny Nelson I know you just watched it recently I, I seen did that just forever. oh we could talk <laughs> there are things we could say about the 2003 daredevil movie but I think that requires its own episode oh for that's not we're a, not talking about that during Spider Man for oh, sure no I mean it's nice to see a, an alternate version you know alternate universe Foggy Nelson hanging out with Matt Murdock. <laughs> On screen, uh, that was pretty good. Um, but that whole scene, since we're there, that whole scene with, with Matt was was really good. I really, uh, it wasn't much, there wasn't that much to it. And that's what was so good about it, though, is that yeah. there wasn't much to it. It was literally just the look who this is, bitch. And everyone <laughs> in the theater was like, bitch. He kind of showed up and told them, like, yeah, their charges won't stick. But I loved it. But Happy, you're going to need a really good lawyer. To deal with that, you're going to need a really good lawyer. How'd you catch that brick? Because I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, it's just nice to see him in the MCU in general because it... And also, some, you know, as we, we think about the future, uh, we'll get there. We'll talk about it later. Never mind. I'll, I'll save it for the end. Okay. I don't want to talk about a yeah, pre- yeah. prediction the, the, in Predictions the at the end. Storyline yeah. now. Yeah. So after we we get our Daredevil cameo and we move on from there, uh, we start seeing like the fallout of Peter's secret identity getting out and how it's affecting his family, how it's affecting his friends. They're not getting into college. You know, they all wanted to do the the MIT thing. I kind of figured it wasn't. He wasn't going to end up going to MIT. Yeah, Because you don't put Spider-Man in Boston. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Uh, He's a New York boy. I mean, you could, but you don't really put Spider-Man in MIT. Yeah. He doesn't belong there. No. He has to be I'm, in Have him go to Columbia. Right. It's Ghostbusters. They own Ghostbusters <laughs> as well. So have him go to Columbia. Um, but <laughs> when he's in, he, he's in uh, the donut shop where Mary Jane or MJ works. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, where MJ works. And he's looking at the Halloween decorations and there's little Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just like the little strange. Dracula lights. Uh-huh. And he sees a Dracula with like a goatee and he's like, yeah, I know what to do. <laughs> so we get that's a really fun scene we get in the uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, you know, with the with the snow and everything. Obviously, Peter is going to talk to Doctor Strange about making everybody forget that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, well, first man. he wants to go back in time and then realize he doesn't have the time stone. But even though he doesn't have the time stone, he's still wearing the medallion. He's still wearing. I thought so that, that was strange too. Well, it was. Is there a reason for it? You think Doctor Strange? Oh, okay, yeah. I also um, know everything that he does is strange. That very first scene where Doctor Strange comes down the stairs and he's introduced the first time—that's the only time you could tell it's a hundred percent hairpiece on his head. Oh, the rest of the movie you could never tell, but that scene—it is just like, man, somebody did some bad application. I didn't. Right there. I wasn't. I didn't even. Oh notice man, that. I noticed it instantly. I was staring at it like, man, look at that peak. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not he, to derail uh, you too much. <laughs> well. Doctor Strange, you know, floating down the steps. I just thought it was fun that, like, he, he, well, sorry, he's still wearing the Eye of Agamotto. It just goes to show maybe that necklace, that, like, pendant had additional magical capabilities beyond just how, yeah. It was strong enough to house the Time Stone, but 
it probably has its own, you know, functions. And it just looks great. And you can wear it with anything, you know? <laughs> um, so it's just great to see, you know, to watch Peter Parker in live action uh, just mess up Doctor Strange as he's trying to cast a spell. That, I did actually really like that part. It's like the, the annoying kid bothering mom while yeah, she's cooking. It was like, great. It, they pulled it off really well. Yeah, and he, six times. You interrupted <laughs> my spell six times. And he manages to contain it, and we think everything's fine. And then, after resorting to magic, then <laughs> Dr. Strange says, well, hey, if you've already called admissions and pled your case, there's nothing else you could do. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> Which is great. I love that Peter Parker goes to magic. Before he goes to just, you know, obviously a, a young kid thing yeah. to do, yeah, pulling definitely. off the Spider-Man aspect, even though he's starting to look older, still trying to make him seem yeah. as young he's as He's a 25 year old, 18 year old. Yeah. Now. But yeah. Uh, so then we see him on the bridge trying to track down the admissions lady and out of nowhere we get Doc Ock back fresh out of Spider-Man 2. Like some of the best, then this goes for Doc Ock and for Goblin, some of the best like de aging we've seen to date. Yeah, it's undetectable. Yeah, like there are parts you would really need a picture, like a modern picture of the actor to hold up next to the screen to even see what they did. It just looks so clean, um, which I was really really impressed with that. But we I was get also impressed with that. It was awesome. But yeah, Doc Ock coming up under the bridge like. And that scene was so cool because he's talking. He's obviously from that moment. Like we know exactly what moment that Doctor Strange came from. He said, I was holding him by the neck. There's that shot is in Spider-Man yeah. 2. So right at that point was when he was pulled into our universe. And it's just cool that he kind of came up. He was in the same place. Yeah, it's crazy to also think about the fact that both of them got pulled into the universe, but they got pulled into separate places in the universe, even though they were there together. It was based on where they were, and it was also from different points in time, right? So Yeah, well, okay, so Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man number two got (laughs) pulled in, and Doc Ock got pulled in at the same time from the same place, but got pulled into two different places. At different points in their lives. Yeah. Tobey Maguire... Spider-Man didn't sh- get pulled until he was in his 40s. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, no, I don't fully understand how the spell works. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's m- my fault or if it's theirs or if they're just like, it doesn't really matter. A small piece of incontinuity. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, the movie's so good, I'll forgive them whatever, you know. Well, it's funny that they think about that, but then there's these super small little details where like, you notice as soon as... Peter comes out of the Iron Man spider suit. All of his suit jacket is wrinkled. Everything is just wrinkly. Like it had actually been under this super tight armor suit. I thought that one small attention to detail was something I'd never seen them pull off in the Marvel universe. It it was awesome. Just to, it pulled you in that much more because it was so more, it was realistic. And with, he was wearing the half tie for like the next 20 minutes. Yeah. It it was good stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, we get an awesome scene with, uh, with Doc Ock, straight out of Spider-Man 2, we figured, obviously, the tentacle grabbed his chest and the, the nanites took uh-huh. over. <laughs> the nanites. I, I didn't expect it to work like that. Though. No, it was very easy. That. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it kind of goes to show how different of a Spider-Man the MCU Spider-Man really is. Yeah. Too the fact that he he's that high tech 
that he can <laughs> pairing complete, and all of a sudden you just hijack Doc Ock's tentacles. <laughs> like that was pretty. That was pretty good. Um, I definitely was not expecting that. And then out of nowhere, we get the Goblin showing up right before their uh, their their, their whisk through a portal, and then we get into the the real meat of the story where we put, you know, Peter and uh, Dr. Strange back together and we find out some, some of the spell slipped through, even though he contained most of it. Right. So at that point uh, we need to Scooby do this shit and have uh, Peter and MJ and Ned running around this shit. Correct. Yeah. Running around and tracking down all these invading villains. Uh, Man. Like even at this point in the film, you were what like an hour in or something? Yeah, or something four, like that. Forty-five minutes in before they even introduce all those other people. You're thirty minutes in before yeah. they even introduce kind of the. Well, I guess it's probably about twenty, twenty-five minutes in before he even goes to see Doctor Strange. Yeah, there's a lot. There's some movie. There's some movie there. I don't know, uh, man. There's just so much going on at that point already. Like when, just having uh, with Alfred Molina back and then bringing in, you know, Lizard is already waiting there. Yeah. <laughs> when he talks. I was wondering like, if they were ever going to show his actual character uh, and the Sandman. You know, yeah, he end. stayed. Well, yeah, and he, I don't know if he just wasn't available during, like, primary filming, because actually I think some of the Sandman shots from the end, when you actually do see his normal, like, skin, yeah, uh, were shots pulled directly from Spider-Man 3. So they weren't. I don't think he was ever actually on set. Oh man, I don't think he was there. He just did like ADR. Yeah, because even in that, uh, I guess he had the ability to shift from skin to sand. Yeah, he went back back to looking normal at times, whenever he wanted. But he never did. That was a funny scene when he kept trying to wipe the sand off the couch. Yeah, the (laughs) sand on the couch was really funny. The the high five when Peter gives Uh, the the low high five and just knocks his hand off. That was pretty great. Yeah, like we're um, covering all this main topic matter of the actual storyline itself, but there are so many small moments in this movie. And that's what oh, we yeah. don't get. Like, that's where all of these review bases are coming from, where everyone's like, this movie is everything you want it to be, because there are so many just small little details that everyone can yeah. latch on to. Well, and just like a comic book, you know, the little things you find in the in the background of the cell. Like there's there's those this movie absolutely satisfies in pretty much every way possible. There's yeah. not, I, I can't think of anything that I would have changed, you know? And like I said, there's whole chunks of this that I don't totally get. I don't totally understand how the spell worked. Uh, but we'll, we can talk about that a little bit later. Well, we know um, how the spell initially worked. I mean, it was basically just supposed to, it's the same spell he cast. It's supposed to bring end. in people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, which it did, except Electro didn't know Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and he had a different haircut. But does that mean that he was taken from further in the future I when he like did find out? The, because then it feels like at the end he still didn't know. No, because they even said they talk about the scene where he He's dies. Like, you, should, you gotta have a, you have a nice face. Well, they do talk about the scene where he dies into the grid. But my whole about thing to, is, like, yeah. why was he? Why was him? as a character so much different than the character that was in amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Like he was more like, he was more Jamie Foxx and less character who was in the movie. Yeah. Well, because personally, I think the character in amazing Spider-Man two was bad. 
<laughs> I don't think it was very good. I think I like when I looked at that Electro, that version of Electro fits better in like the Joel Schumacher, like Batman and Robin universe. Oh yeah, less does, blue jelly creature. Yeah, and he more doesn't. Person. He doesn't seem like a Spider-Man villain. Like the way but he I'm talks to himself. It's less like, about the appearance. I'm not talking about the appearance. I'm no, talking not about the appearance. The attitude of yeah, the character. The character. The way the character talks. He talks the way that he talks almost in the third person, or like in the way that like uh, the Poison Ivy does in Batman and Robin. There's she's it's a very campy version of the character that I don't think necessarily fit with the darker, more realistic tone of those movies overall. Yeah. Like the amazing Spider-Man movies were the darker, more grounded Spider-Man compared to the, the previous Sam Raimi movies. So then to bring in a, a villain who was almost like wackier because yeah, he had the comb over and he, I don't know, he was just goofy and the way he talked to himself felt like Jim Carrey in Batman Forever, talking to himself, you know, it was that same. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I think if, it I had more like that. If you're gonna bring the character over from a space where it's already been, it should be more like every other character was the exact same. Doc Ock was. I think they just took the it. opportunity to write the the injustice of the past and yeah. just do it. I wish they, they would have. It would have been something that happened on screen. Well, sure. Well, that's what I mean. If. If I mean, they Jane, indicated it well by the gold change of electricity. He from started the blue. off blue. Well, that was the the. I think the explanation was the yellow energy. Yeah, it was more was powerful. The, but it was the energy from our universe, yeah. whereas his would was blue. Exactly. Um. So there was that that changed his color. His hair. I think he's just from further in the future. I, like I don't mind the costume. Maybe change he lost at all. the. I he just lost think we would have seen over. some sort of. I wish we'd have seen that character progression. If he just started out as still kind of nerdy and uh, like 10, yeah. 15 minutes in after I, he's absorbed lots of our world energy, it's physically changing him in a way. Yeah. At least I think he literally just, that's from later on in his timeline where he would have had like a different haircut. I think Jamie or, Fox was just like, nah, I play that dude again. He I'll play me, this dude. Yeah. Well, no, probably. Cause it wasn't very well received. Yeah. You know, it's not a very, it doesn't fit well with the tone of the movie. Um, it was one of the weirdest choices, one of the weirdest things about the whole movie. I didn't, I have no problem with Jamie Foxx as, as Electro. Like, I really liked it in this movie. Yeah, I liked his outfit change and, at the and end. He was funny. It was good. It was, uh, he, he, like, the interaction between the villains was one of the best parts of the movie, too. <laughs> like, just the comments back and forth. Because obviously, we have this meta knowledge about the franchises and where everybody comes, but them yeah. figuring it out between each other and talking about their origin stories and yeah, stuff. You died. I, I fell into that a tank good. full of electric eels. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, like, I fell into a super collider. <laughs> like, gotta watch what you fall into. <laughs> like, yeah, there's really fun stuff in that movie. Um, but yeah, I really, I love the new, the new electro, but he was the, the sort of the odd man out as far as like everybody else did die. Well, except for Kurt Connors, he didn't die. Well, everyone else's character looked and performed the exact same. Yeah, yeah. That's why I just thought that that was the only part of incontinuity between all the movies that was just instantly stick out sore thumb. And it's because they didn't they didn't address it at all, really. Well, I think I think the way that you'd have to address it is all right, if Electro can turn his body completely into electricity and become a fully energetic form, then when he reforms into a solid body, 
it's most likely based more on his mental projection of himself than any actual like map of what his body was before. No, for sure. You know what I mean? So if he wants to have a better hairline, once he's in more control of his powers, he can manifest himself with a better hairline. Um, I don't know that there's much to, like I said, we'd need a whole, we'd need another movie. To, to really show how how that character no, changed, I think all, it's man. just good to have. Like I said, know. I don't I don't think the costume. Once again, the costume and his appearance has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'm talking about who he was as the person. Yeah, in the character. The movie. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I think I think they could have explained it very easily. It's my only gripe about the whole yeah, movie. I don't and think there's anything to explain. Back. It's just it's him from the future. It's a future version of him that we hadn't met yet. Um, that's the only thing that would make sense. And like I said, I think. But that doesn't make sense to me because when they're all having their banter in that room together, stuck in the cells, he has the realization that, oh yeah, wait, I just died right there. He was the first one to realize he, he died. That he was about to die, but that doesn't mean that that was the fight that we saw in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because that scene didn't really happen that way, the way they described it. I didn't think. We'll have to we'll have to see it again to to double check. But I got the impression that the time when Spider-Man was about to kill him, that's Andrew Garfield not pulling his punches anymore from in, in the future, like after Gwen died. Yeah. So maybe, you know, that's, that was part of it too. Uh, but once again, I don't fully understand how the spell worked or sure. why it pulled who, cause from when it seems like, yeah. Cause obviously the two Spider-Men were pulled from their version of 2023. Yeah. When exactly. the movie the future, takes place. They were both future version of them. Yeah. The same, year as spider-man whereas the other villains got pulled from right before they died but they had to know that peter parker was spider-man but electro didn't yeah but the person who did i mean and also you know the lizard didn't die yeah and sandman didn't die yeah (laughs) so i don't understand that but we know for a fact topher grace's venom died did know peter parker was spider-man and he died but he didn't show up and tom Hardy's um, venom barely showed up yeah he just got drunk in a bar the whole time <laughs> which is funny We're very very accurate to his character it's portrayal. about as good yeah that's the probably the best way that his character would fit in with all of that <laughs> is to just you know not really participate it makes the most sense uh, so yeah, I don't get it. But also, I this is the first time in a movie like this that I haven't really understood the rules. Yeah, and I also don't really care at all. I think it's fine. <laughs> no, no, accurate. We're 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 picking apart little tiny details that we've talked about. But like overall, like still the best oh. movie you've seen all year. Probably oh, yeah. the best suit. Like if you like if you like Avengers Endgame, then this is exponentially better. This is Spider-Man exponentially better. Endgame was the culmination of 10 years of movie making. Yeah. This is 20 years of movie making. Yep. You know, this goes back to before I was in the army for me. Like this is, uh, that's a big, big chunk of life, you know, that I've had Spider-Man movies and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. And as you can Um, tell, it was good because we're like 25 minutes into this take and we're not even into, we just barely talked about what the movie is actually about. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Why don't you tell me? We'll be right back. All right, that was an amazing break. And we are back. That we are. What were we talking about? Where think, were we in the storyline? Okay, so we got uh, Electro and Sandman. Yeah, we got, deep dive into Electro. Yeah, Sandman. He just sort of showed up and he, he was helped. friendly with Spider Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
because this whole this movie really focuses in on one of the coolest things about the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery. Spider-Man probably has some of the best villains of any movie or any comic book series. Uh-huh. Obviously, Batman's got his classics. The Flash actually has a pretty good, you know, rogues gallery. The Flash, man. Can we just talk about the book name Flashpoint? Oh. I just thought that was the hardest jab at DC right there. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> Flash <laughs> right Thompson. The Flash movie. Yeah, an, a year. They beat him by a year. And honestly, this movie, like. They beat him to the multiverse. They beat him to Flashpoint, the name. And they're doing beat such a. All around. It's such a better version, too, because obviously this movie, we get to see the th- main three Spider-Men of our lifetimes all coming together, fighting side by side. Whereas in that movie, we're going to see a whole bunch of Ezra Miller talking to himself. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Which isn't anyone's favorite Flash, I don't think. Because there's again... already, you already have Grant Gustin in the show, and then... Who is everyone's favorite Flash. And But then also they have John Wesley Shipp playing... Uh, Henry Allen, uh, Barry Allen's dad. So John Wesley Shipp was the Flash in the '90s Flash series. So they <laughs> okay. already wo- they already wove that guy back into the narrative of the show. So you already have two Flashes <laughs> in that Flash show, and now they're doing the movie with just a bunch of Ezra Miller instead of introducing any of their old stuff, which is not going to be anywhere near as exciting as no. seeing Tobey Maguire and. You know, a good old Tony McGuire. <laughs> that just goes to show once again how DC, in comparison to Marvel, just really doesn't. They it, got scooped. Well, it's just I think they just they don't put a much as much attention to detail into their scripts and storyline. It seems like they're always playing catch up. They don't have. They never have a plan. Or they're just relying on graphics more than story. I think. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I. I don't know. I'm excited I, to see the new Batman. I'm, the it Batman. Looks like they might be bringing it back a little bit. Yeah, the Batman. Yeah. should be fun. I'm. I. You know. I see them all. Yeah, for I sure. I love seeing them all, but they're not scoring any points on the old scoreboard. Let's check the scoreboard. As you can see right here, Marvel. Uh, in the lead. Look at right there. Also, look at that number on Spider-Man right now. $584 million? $584 million. $584 million. Opening weekend, six-tenths of a billion dollars. That's crazy. In what, four days? That's uh, a that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, we knew that just from trying to get tickets. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Like 40 bucks of that is me. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh we made our we made our contribution. Uh Disney. Yeah. You're welcome. Five hundred and eighty-four million and forty dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and still that was an estimate. I saw that was yeah. like a sad late Saturday or early Sunday morning estimate. So who knows? It could have they could have hit six hundred million already. That's awesome. Um yeah, and I, I would fully expect this movie to make two hundred billion dollars i think it could <laughs> 200 billion dollars no, well maybe two billion dollars that, that's a that's, that's a more number. yeah 200 billion i would like it to hit 200 billion i bet the studios would love it to hit yeah. 200 billion well then because i think spider-man no way home would become like the the biggest part of like our, our country's export you know <laughs> be the entire economy would be spider-man based as it should be. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad economy. No, I'd take it. Um, so anyway, back to No Way Home. Uh, when we last met, uh, webheads will remember, we were talking about uh, the movie. And obviously, Peter gets his little web shooter deal 
uh, that lets him. Yeah, zap. I didn't really understand that whole scene. He like took a that's, part of his suit. That's the. I think that's the the nano, web slinger, the nano bot, like suit, like bracelet thing, that he cast a spell on so that anybody who shot with it, it would send them to the Undercroft. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't understand cells. where the piece itself came from. I think uh, I that was... the theory behind it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was his... The, like, how the nano It made me laugh, looked. actually, the shot where he shot at Electro and it went right through and oh, they yeah. did a little zoom in. That is was that, a funny shot right there. Is that like a tree monster? <laughs> it's just a tree man. <laughs> that, that was good. Electro had some really good lines yeah, in this I really movie. like Ned in this movie, too. Ned was good, yeah. Um... And I honestly, before it ended, before it ended the way it did, I thought it was probably going to put Ned on the line to be like a future Wong, if you will. I think, well, who knows? Maybe we will see him. Maybe he will get to do some, you know, some magic stuff with Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange isn't going to forget him. Doctor Strange doesn't forget, you know, MJ. They were there with Spider-Man. Yeah, but you just don't know who Spider-Man is. Yeah. So there's oh, nothing yeah, saying that those guys, because obviously they're only going to MIT because the lady talked to the admissions board about them and Peter, but everybody forgot who Peter was. Yeah, so, so they end up going. going to MIT and he doesn't. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know exactly how that works either. Like, well, what that happens? was my question. Are they even in the franchise from this point future? I think they will be. I think the whole next storyline is probably going to be Peter going after MJ again. Here's the, I mean, it depends. Depends what the next movie is and when it's set. It could be, obviously, what if it's, they could easily set this mo the next movie in the summer and they're both home, you know, for summer break. Yeah. They could do something like that. I think personally, uh, they should head towards a uh, like a Felicia Hardy situation. Introduce her because we never have we seen a Felicia Hardy. Well, we Was also theorized like a Spider Gwen that never popped up. Yeah, Gwen Stacy. Well, yeah, that was another possibility that they haven't they haven't shown yet. But that's something that we might get in the future. Um, so anyway, we get all our villains. They're all you know they all get uh, zapped into the Undercroft at some point. At which point. Doctor Strange comes in to send them all home. He has the mm -hmm. spell in a box, and when you push the magic button, it Pretty sends handy everybody box to home. Have around. But Spider-Man, Peter Parker, doesn't want to do that because he knows some of these guys are going to die, and some of them, you know, sending them back is like a death sentence in and of itself. And actually, before we got derouted, what I was saying is the thing that's so cool about the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery is that most of them aren't really evil. They're not really bad guys. Yeah. Mo they get affected by something or they make a decision that leads, you know, that changes them in some way. Yeah, that's pretty but, much the premise. Yeah, but Green Goblin, uh like every single one of them, they they get taken over maybe by their own ambition or but that's always, you know, metaphorically some some type of super science. Yeah, even Venom. Even Venom. They're not bad people. They're not the Joker. They're not murderers. Yeah. You know, they don't enjoy killing. Maybe half of uh, <laughs> the Green Goblin does, but the other half, the real half, doesn't. So uh, it's really cool to see Peter sort of as the, the 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 sort of moral center of the movie, and even having to like rein in Doctor Strange a little bit. Who, even though he's a doctor, he was like a surgeon, and those yeah. dudes like they don't even meet their their patients yeah exactly they just walk in and cut <laughs> yeah that is not the empathetic type of medicine that he practiced so obviously he's not 
you know, the most empathetic guy. Um, and it was, it was fun, obviously, to see then we get Spider-Man fighting Doctor Strange in, like, the mirror dimension, which was a great, a great scene. Yeah, it was definitely know? interesting. Yeah. <laughs> when Peter gets knocked out of his body and he, his arm keeps just, yeah. like, moving the box out of the way. I thought that was just the, the spider reflexes. It was, that was pretty fun. Um, and the way he swims back to his body was funny. To yeah. Me. Yeah. It was good. It uh, that whole scene was really, really good time. And then we see, uh, Peter using his intellect inside the mirror dimension to create the appropriate web to go catch geometry Dr. Strange. And math, which yeah. I would never be able to do Peter Parker. So thank yeah. you. I would have better him than yep, me. Yep. Yeah. And gets back with the box, leaves Doctor Strange, takes his sling ring, and leaves him hanging over the Grand Canyon uh-huh. for 12 hours. <laughs> At which point, the movie takes a very different turn, and they round up all the villains and take him to Happy Hogan's apartment. <laughs> which makes no sense. That's the one part that makes absolutely no sense. Couldn't you have just treated the problem right there? Well, Peter knew that that uh, Stark case was in Happy's apartment. Well, he had seen they showed it and he's he kind of super strong he could have probably just swung right over there picked up that box brought it on maybe over. i get but they had to hide right they were they're trying to hide too i don't know anyway, oh i guess yeah in case in case dr strange came back or the yeah i don't know was there something else i can't remember that's all i can think of in case strange strange. Back. so as you know they start doing their little science experiments and we get a another a fun scene you would never really expect to see in a spider-man movie to just have like peter and aunt may just sort of hanging out in an apartment with five of the primary spider-man villains yeah. and to just sort of have these like casual conversations that were really really entertaining uh there's some great dialogue in that whole scene um and then of course we see the villains start to you know we get uh that really cool scene where uh, his spider sense kicks in, or his Peter tingle. Oh, yeah, and when we he get can to, tell Green Goblin's taking over. He knows something. Yeah, he knows mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And then at that point, you know, some of them stop trusting, and, you know, everything kind of goes falls apart. We got J. Jonah Jameson outside waiting to get some <laughs> incriminating Spider-Man footage. He's the only one who didn't have to get pulled over because he's the exact same guy in every universe. Yeah, he, he's, yeah always he's always there. J. Jonah yeah, but that so it continues through there and everything kind of goes crazy. Uh, they get what they all get separated. Aunt May, of course, uh, Aunt May, Aunt May dies, and we we see, you know, as soon as she said, with great power, there oh, must also be great responsibility. I'm I like, knew oh no, instantly what's happening right there? <laughs> That's the kiss of death. I said, oh, and Brittany's like, she looked at me, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, it's coming. It's coming. As soon as you hear that line, yeah. you know, because it was always kind of a question like in far from home when he's going to Europe, we see Peter carrying a briefcase or like a suitcase uh-huh. that has the initials like BFP yeah. on it, which makes you think Ben Parker, maybe that's uncle Ben and maybe uncle Ben did die. They just, he yeah, died off just camera. Never saw that. Maybe it was years ago. It's starting to seem like maybe he didn't, you know, maybe he didn't die. Maybe they got divorced yeah, he, or, and he just had that. Or you know? he could have or, just died of natural causes or something a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it could have been any number of things. But he didn't lose Uncle Ben. Like, it was his fault, obviously. Um, so to, to see the story changed in that way, and it sort of reframes everything with Tony Stark and, it, like, everything leading up to it, all of this, you know, having the Stark suit was in and of itself sort of a set of training wheels yeah. for Peter Parker before he's fully Spider-Man, before he could just trust his own abilities 
and a cloth suit, you know? So it's really neat seeing that, and definitely I was not expecting it as she got up. I thought, they're not going to kill M.A. I was expecting it the whole movie, honestly. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I thought that they they took her character throughout the whole, every scene that they, she was so compassionate compared to what she had been in the previous movies she, that too, I just yeah. saw something coming there. Yeah. Um. But... I mean, that's easy to say in retrospect. I didn't know that they were going to kill her, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, something's going on because they're, they're giving her more screen time. There's more of that. They're breaking those tense moments with these emotional moments with her. She's always repeating the same thing. It's like, yeah. she's taking over that Ben character. She really did. And Oh man. But while we're there too, that the fight scene between Peter and, and uh, goblin, like smashing through the floors Dude, and stuff. I love that, that was incredible. Part. That was I so love good. That part. And the look that that Willem Dafoe gives when he sees Aunt May on the ground and he pulls out the pumpkin bomb and he's got like this smile on his face as he th- that was terrifying. Like this Willem Dafoe is amazing. He's absolutely incredible. And <laughs> I mean this performance I think was it's it tops the first Spider-Man, you know? Oh man, he was incredible. Really, I'm pretty sure he did all of his own stunts and everything for the movie. Uh, yeah, I read that he didn't want to do the role unless, unless he could be yep. part of all of it and yeah. do all of his own stunts. So yeah, he, he and he's what 62. Ass, yeah, he's incredible. So he just stellar performance all around from him, from Alfred Molina. Uh, Jamie Foxx was hilarious. <laughs> no, I uh, do. I like this character. Obviously, we didn't get as much from uh what's his name from Wings. Or uh, the lizard? No, the lizard was Reese Efons, who played Sandman. I can't think of his name. Was he in Wings? The TV show? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I haven't that's thought about guy. that stuff in a long time. Yeah, but that's the guy who. Thomas Hayden sure. Church? No, t- is it Thomas Hayden Church? I can't tell you what his name is. Maybe, honestly. maybe it's Thomas Hayden Church. Maybe not. We'll find <laughs> out when you comment down below and let us know. Um. But yeah, he they were all great. Obviously, the Reese Fonz and, and Thomas Hayden Church didn't get to do quite as much. You know, they were in CG form the whole time. Uh, but man, that just that, that whole that whole sequence was really really powerful. And we get you know Happy showing up at the last second, seeing what's going on. I mean, your heart's in your throat the whole time you're watching that. Well, the whole ten minutes after that is probably like the best acting Tom Holland has ever done in his. Oh career. yeah. That he, whole emotional scene, uh, man, like I said, probably the best I've ever seen him in anything. And he runs off, you know, he runs off on his own. And then we were left with, you know, uh, with MJ and Ned having to find Peter Parker and Ned stretching his magic fingers with the uh, the good old sling ring. And when he opens that portal, he says, show me Peter Parker. And we finally get to see... As Andrew soon Garfield. as you saw that silhouette, I knew. No, you knew. Yeah, right away. you knew instantly. You're like, that's not Tom. Not, you, you see, yeah. because Andrew Garfield's <clears throat> Spider-Man eyes were more similar to like the uh, the Todd McFarlane eyes. They took up yeah. way more of the face. Well, you could tell just from the silhouette when they just he, you just see the outline of him yeah. in the. He has sort like, of that. Oh, it's he, coming. He's always got sort of that hunch, you uh-huh. know. Oh, and he comes in when he pulls off that mask. Everybody went crazy. Yeah, Both right. times I saw it, everybody <laughs> went crazy. And when he jumps up, his whole, he's sticking by his hand. Yeah, now crawl. Crawl around. She's like, why? 
is not enough. It's definitely Dude, enough. The donut throwing scene, just <laughs> that whole scene had me rolling. <laughs> don't throw the bread. It's like, don't you have the tingle thing? Yeah, I have the tingle thing, just not for bread. Oh, the whole oh. scene from the moment he stepped onto the screen, it was just flawless absolutely sure. flawless and then he's like no show us peter parker we get another portal and in walks toby and uh, tony mcguire to- good old tony mcguire <laughs> man you know honestly i saw some fan art of uh like a theory of what they thought toby mcguire would look like when he came back mm-hmm. he had this big scar across his face and i was really hoping he was going to come back and look like beaten by time yeah uh, but they they didn't do that they, he was he's, barely wearing a Spider-Man outfit. He had when he comes in, he's just wearing regular clothes. Yeah, his yeah. his his youth pastor clothes. <laughs> oh. no, 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 I just don't go uh, telling everybody I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he I, he did uh, he didn't get to have as much fun. I feel like yeah. as the other two because Sp- obviously he's got to be sort of the dad of the Spider-Man yeah. at that point. He's forty. I think he the character would be around forty. I think Toby is like forty-six. Um. So he's playing a little bit younger than himself, but still, it's just so much fun. So good to see both of them again. Oh yeah, in that man. role, which you think would you would have never thought would happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, when you watch the first Spider-Man, there's no way you were like, in the future, this is what we're gonna see. Yeah, and we're gonna get him along. Like, it's just crazy. It's I also really like the the way they allowed them all to play those small nuanced differences but yet still be all so similar in the same. Yeah, they're similar good. in the most important ways. Exactly. You know, that's the parts where they say things like, because it's what we do. Yeah. Because we are all Peter Parker. We are all Spider-Man. And I mean, it makes it makes you tear up. I love say, you guys. It's what we do. Like, yeah, I love you guys. And then you guys are like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. good. And from the moment we get them back, it's like, well, where would he go? And they start arguing about what their favorite view is. And of course, Peter, this is still a younger Peter who hasn't, you know, really spent too much time in the city being Spider-Man. Yeah. He's been all over the world being Spider-Man. But he's been in space, but he hasn't really done New York. I love so that he, whole he scene. he goes back to his, his high Andrew school. Garfield was talking about, I'm so lame compared to you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lame. You are amazing. No, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. you are amazing. I know, it. thank you. I, say it. I needed say to hear that. Amazing. I did. I needed to hear that. I was like, oh, he's the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. This is so great. That was one little part <sighs> I just thought was amazing. Yeah, Andrew Garfield really gave a command performance. When, when you get mm. Toby and Andrew uh, up on the, the roof of the school with Ned and MJ and and peter one i mean he was it was it was really surprising i mean the thing that catches you off guard is peter like tom holland he had no he didn't even want to talk to him really you know like i the the shock of you know losing may was completely overriding the fact that he was staring at two alternate universe versions of himself who look totally different and are both older and more experienced than him. There's a, I mean, that would be such like kind of a mind fuck of a moment that he, he like can't even process it. And he's he just d- like, he didn't even try to, process he just tried it. to like shut it down. Yeah. And when they both started talking about, you know, the people they lost and obviously, uh, Toby lost uncle Ben and, uh, and Andrew lost Gwen, uncle Gwen. Um, <laughs> uncle Gwen. and that was, uh, it was really nice to see him get to sort of make up for that 
yeah. you know, because he never got the third movie. That's why I call. That's also why I called it my favorite scene. Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's a that's a beautiful scene. It really is. But that whole you know, once they kind of get him, you know, get him back up. That's what we do. You know, we need to help people, and then we get that great scene when they're in the school. In like the science lab. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says Peter and they all do yeah. the the pointing at each other thing. They do the meme. That was the best. They're they picking on Toby about making his own web fluid, which we knew was gonna be in the movie. Yeah, yeah, we and did it talk about it. Absolutely was. Uh, I thought it was also funny. I was killed by my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you Poor have a Ned. best friend? It's like, yeah, I did. But he died in my arms right after he tried to kill me. <laughs> and Ned just sort of like slow back out. Oh, that was amazing. It's the little stuff like that that they really thought through. Yeah, the comparisons. That, the, the, what would they ask? If you met yeah. another version of you, you don't have all the time in the world, but like, what's the first thing that springs to Spider-Man's mind, you know, yeah. about other Spider-Man? The conversation where they're talking about like other villains they fought, the craziest villains uh-huh, they exactly. fought. Exactly. I fought... I fought a, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros <laughs> machine. <laughs> Making reference to Paul Giamatti from yeah. the end of the first, yeah. Yeah. It no. was that Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church were both in Sideways, yep. the wine movie, uh-huh. and they're both Spider-Man Which films. was also a great movie. I don't know if it you've ever actually movie. seen it. I loved it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so much fun. And then we get one of the best like set pieces at the end with uh, Tom Holland calling in to J. Jonah Jameson's show and letting the all those villains know they were at the... You know the new were, Statue of Liberty, the new Statue of Liberty, where they were the putting shield the, and the shield. They were just gonna put it in front of the. I was torch. wondering the same thing too. That was weird. Yeah. I don't think you had put Cap's shield on the Statue of Liberty. That's a weird choice. Yeah, especially if the it's the, the torch is still just behind it. Well, not to mention that there there is a new Captain America. Yeah, so. I don't. That, that seemed like a weird. I don't know why they would do. But luckily, they broke it off right away. Yeah, thank so goodness. they didn't actually finish. That never happened. Um. But one of the, I mean, just one of the best, like, action set pieces to see, just when you finally get to see all three of them pull their masks on, and they're swinging side by side. Yep. The way they swing into frame and all land, you know, in perfect MCU. And then you got to see the scene that you knew they deleted some stuff from, yeah. but you saw it in all its that glory. That was one of the biggest audience reactions, too, when you, it was that shot, yep. when you see Sandman, and everybody was waiting to watch Lizard, like, throw, get kicked by andrew garfield which he does because we all knew it you know and there were some great memes though you know about what (laughs) what was kicking lizard in that in that shot that was blurred out but man just absolutely absolutely amazing heart-wrenching stuff too at the end with uh with peter fighting uh the goblin on the on the fallen shield yep i know like like i I know I said it before, but Tom Holland's probably his best acting moment in his oh, entire yeah. career throughout. One, but especially from the scene Aunt May dies, and then at the end where he's dealing with the rage, trying to not kill the goblin. Like yeah. that he he just he was so good. He was at his job right he, there, and he really started to feel like he could be Spider Man like on his own. Yeah. at that point too, you know, it really, you know, it really felt that way. Although when he lifted up the the you know the goblin yeah. flying uh-huh. uh, you had doubts. thing. Well, Toby had to stop him. Yeah, Toby Maguire stopped Tom Holland from killing Goblin because like, he knew. He said it earlier. I got to kill my guy, and it didn't make me any better. He so knew I'm he, not yeah. gonna let you. Yeah, and <clears> then 
Toby gets stabbed in the back, but he's been stabbed before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's there's like, no rip in the suit or anything. He's no been blood. stabbed a couple I've just times. Been stabbed. It hurts. It's cool, yeah, bro. You're in a lot of pain, aren't you? Just send me back to my universe. I'll get patched up there. And yeah, and then Tom knows, you know, as the universe is cracking apart, obviously Doctor Strange gets out. He takes his sling ring back, but definitely, you know, gives a little nod of acknowledgement uh-huh. to Ned. It's exactly. like, did you open a portal? Huh. And then just leave it at that. That's that's good. Um, but he makes a tough call. He knows that they can fix everything if everybody forgets who he was. And that's what they do. Now, I don't see why Doctor Strange couldn't have cast that same spell again and, like, kept himself out of it. Because he was pulling the string around. You know, he could have. Seems like he could have kept himself. I don't know. I, I don't know much about magic, unfortunately. Me neither. Me neither. But. They cast the spell. Everybody gets sent back. We get, uh, you know, everybody forgetting that Peter Parker is Spider-Man now. Yep. And then Peter goes on into the uh, coffee shop to go reintroduce. They show him doing his little walk, trying to practice his speech. And he does the thing that you know he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And doesn't say anything. Can't go through with it. Yeah. Because how do you have that conversation? Well, not only that. You know you can't. How do you see the things? I mean, the whole movie starts off because he wants his friends to have a regular life. Yeah. Like, that's the whole beginning part of the movie. So they finally get their regular life, and he's like, how do I I ruin that? Exactly. Which is understandable. Yeah. So he does the thing. You know, it's fun. You see him get his shitty apartment at the end. He does what we would all do in that situation, and that is sew a spandex suit for ourselves and go fly around the seascape. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. You know? I know. When you see the the Central Park tree, you just have to sew spandex. Yeah. Sometimes whenever, you know, all of humanity forgets your identity, you got to you got to make a new spandex suit and swing around. Yeah, you know, I, I it's funny we talk about that because I brought that up to him in a side conversation is that I didn't understand why he didn't just put the Stark suit back on because obviously it's a better choice of a suit to be wearing, but you made a great point is the fact that everyone forgot who he is, so obviously yeah, the, the Stark biometrics, suit would. the biometrics yeah. wouldn't recognize him. So that makes total sense why he but I did the look of I, I can't wait to see the next movie with the look of the shining. To see what that looks, looks like. It looked really fun. Yeah. It was really nice. And it was sort of a, a merging between the two. You know, yeah, it's it also like the Andrew and Tom Toby. Holland and Toby Maguire's. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it was, But it's just cool to see. And you hear the guy like saying, rent's due. End of the month. <laughs> yeah. Like, rent? Where's the rent? Like uh-huh. the Toby guy. You want that guy. Exactly. You um, want his daughter to bring some cookies and milk over. Yeah. But so now we have Spider-Man living in New York, unattached. Nobody knows him. He doesn't know nobody. He's got no job. I wonder if he'll meet Gwen in the next one. I wonder if he'll get a job at the Daily Planet. Nope. The, the Daily, Daily Bugle. Bugle. <laughs> he might get a job at the Daily Bugle. Let's give him a camera. Let him be a photographer. Uh-huh. All right? As we, I, Avi, we are photographers, but it's not just bias. Is what he does. <laughs> it's also part of his main Yeah, we get line. him back as a photographer. Maybe he's he'll be like a single, videographer. He's a single guy in the city. I mean, there's there's a lot of fun you can have with that. As long as he puts on a black suit and dances in front of the storefront like Toby Maguire. Oh yeah. yeah puts on a black that. suit. Oh. Uh, is that a nod to something? Maybe he'll put on a black suit. Maybe we'll talk about black suits right after this. And 
we're back. We are back, and we are now done talking about the storyline for now. I guess now let's talk about the aftermath and what we see in the future. Maybe some of the things we thought were going to happen that never happened or showed up. Yeah, some of the that's what's fun about this movie. Like well, there were a lot of things that could potentially occur, and now we know what did occur. So <laughs> is that how it works? A lot of those potentialities just get to be pushed forward. Maybe onto in a different Doctor universe, we it would be different. Maybe a different universe version of us. Yes, and I'm the sure. Multiverse. Yeah, yeah. In somewhere in the multiverse, there's a version of this show that get this is good. <laughs> with infinite universes we should go to that universe just to listen we to it. should and kill them and take their place <laughs> and everybody like what happened to that show it, it used really to be fell so off. good what are those guys talking about and how come their skin's not blue because that's yeah, a thing in that version oh okay that universe they all have blue skin so we wouldn't i see in. i see audio only at. i wonder we if they have the audio only podcast speaking of that jeremy this is a youtube show that's right. It is a YouTube show, but we also are now live on multiple podcast streaming services. Not what? quite on Apple Podcasts yet, but we are on Spotify, CastBox, and something else. Google. Google. There's another one, too. Google. So you can listen to us. You could watch this show. And then maybe, I don't know, you're feeling lonely. And you could put in your headphones and listen to us say the exact same things. Except for it might sound better because you don't have to look at our faces yeah. while doing it. And speaking of which, if you're watching the show, maybe you've noticed things look a little different around here. What do you think about that? Mention down below. Do you, do you think we did a good job? Is it a bad job? Did you prefer the old way? Do you hate this way? Or do you love it like us? Well, see, now we we can do all kinds of fun things because we're like, oh, hey, now uh, we're in space. We're in, oh, my God. There's no oxygen. Now we're on safari in the desert. Oh, watch out for lions. I doubt I'm going to put guns here, but I'll change the background. Yeah, I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> we both instantly went to carry yeah. guns. Well, you, you said, yeah, safari, right? Accurate. Oh. And also, Twitter. What's that Twitter oh, address? Check out and follow Unsolicited Conjecture. This show right here. But it what, has a Twitter page. Yeah, yeah. What's the Twitter name? What is the actual thing? At... U C with J and J. So with is the word with and and is the word and. Not an ampersand. Not an ampersand, just and. U C with J and J. At U C with J and J? Yes, that's it. Or if you're just listening to this on podcast, you can also follow us on YouTube, which is at Unsolicited Conjecture. Sure. But yep. yeah. But we're saying the same thing either way. So watch us. Listen to us. Do both. Just don't do neither. <laughs> back to the show. Yeah, but back to the show. Do the, the Wayne's room. Yeah. Um, so we now live in a world where we have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Thank goodness. We did not live in that world for a long time. And now we're here, and I like it here, and I plan on staying. The question, though, on everyone's mind, of course, is what happens next? What are we getting next? What's going to happen? We don't know. We don't know a lot of things. But here's what we do know. This movie made $584 million <laughs> in At the least. first weekend. That was the estimate, $584 million. 
that's a lot of money. And Sony is very, very happy. <laughs> that's true. That's a lot of money. It's a lot so. of money. Yeah. You might be, maybe you're a billionaire and you didn't realize that 584 million is a lot of money to some people. It is. Uh, it would be a lot of, it's almost, it's close to the budget of this show. That, that's that's true. You know, Once we pay I mean, the look sound at these, guy, look the at these these stacks of gold bars we have behind us. See all of these? Boy, it's like we're podcasting we from from inside Fort Knox. Just that's from, that's all the Patreon we've collected. Yeah, that we oh yeah, set up yet? And that's from the alternate universe where our, yes. we have a Patreon. Um, but yeah, so we know this movie made like over half a billion dollars in four days. There's no way that this does not have massive ramifications across the multiverse. And by the multiverse, I mean Hollywood yeah. in general. As, I mean, we were already on an all-time high of superhero movies. Yeah, but, but now, now Sony... Just imagine. Yeah, Sony finally had like the giant Spider-Man hit that they really wanted. I think it's, it's only going to keep making money from here. I would expect a long theatrical run, even in this you know, climate where things have not been hanging out very long. I think it's going to make a ton of money and we're going to see a lot going forward because we know now all these characters are reestablished. Um, the first thing I'll say, just watch, uh, because the amazing Spider-Man three is going to become the new Snyder cut where the new fan obsession. I hope okay? so, man. There's, there's all, uh, I mean, I talked multiple times in our previous episodes about how much I thoroughly enjoyed Andrew Garfield's representation of Spider-Man oh, yeah. and that universe. Yeah. And then to see him come back and just absolutely crush He crushed the role. it. It was so good. He crushed the whole fucking movie. Mm -hmm. His character just... He, he made so much. Seeing everything else is great. The whole Spider-Man universe is great. Tom Holland, his universe is great. But Andrew Garfield coming back, like he, he almost stole the show in a way. He did. And, well, you know, obviously it's it's tough to disentangle the story from, like, the meta-narrative of the story. And what we know is Tobey Maguire did three movies. He, got it, he did his trilogy, and they, there was plans for a fourth one that they were working on which ended up getting scrapped in favor for the new one. I don't think Tobey Maguire was quite heartbroken yeah. when it ended. He was also, like, pushing 30, if not 30 already, you know, at that point. Um, so he was... They tend to like young Spider-Men. I wonder know? why. I know. Uh, Spider-Man's not Spider, allowed to get old. Yeah, old Spider-Man. Spider-Oldman. <laughs> uh, so... When Andrew Garfield took over, like he was a diehard Spider-Man fan who got to be Spider-Man. There's a real Cinderella story yep. in that. It was like a role he was chasing. Yeah. And then in very much the same way Tom Holland was. Yeah. Tom Holland also trained himself to be Spider-Man so he could play Spider-Man. His little Spider-Man outfit growing up was pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> but Andrew Garfield got his first movie and he got the the follow-up. And they killed off Gwen. <laughs> they killed Gwen off. Man, and he suffered movie. the heartbreak. He got the downer second movie in the trilogy. He got the, the Empire Strikes Back. And that's where it left him. He never got the the Return, Return of the Jedi triumphant. Like, really, like, that's why it was so cool to see him in this movie. To still be in that sort of that same sort of distress. Yep. You know? 
you really felt that it was palpable and like his his open wounds were just as big and still just as open as Tom Holland's even though he lost Aunt May literally hours before yeah. you could tell that that loss of Gwen never let up on that, him at that all. was one scene in particular where I thought like you know Holland and Garfield both just just shy light years ahead of what Toby was putting out at that moment Oh yeah, he was busting real dad vibes, but you know there was a you know they tried to make him look more emotional than I think he was capable of. Well, Toby, Toby also had like he had a a pretty serious like back injury I think at the time during like Spider Man three. Okay, so the whole make reference to it the whole my back thing or in Spider Man two when he loses his powers, um, that that's something that that happened to him. Um, so I don't know how I don't know where he is with that now or how he is with you know. I just noticed that, you know, both of, both of those two on that scene in particular on the rooftop crying in oh, a yeah. very realistic, believable way. And Toby was just kind of sitting over there like, I understand your pain. Yeah, he and that was the that I think was the best way to sort of mature his version of Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's what he would be. You know, he wouldn't be as jokey. He was he you know, he would crack wise in the suit. But it was funny I saw somebody talk about this, I think, on Twitter. Um, it was interesting that when Ned opened the portal, he said, show me Spider-Man, we get Andrew Garfield. And when yeah. he says, and he, give me Peter Parker, we get Tobey Maguire. Because that's always how the breakdown sort of was. They always said that Andrew was a better Spider-Man uh-huh. and Toby was a better Peter Parker. Um, and better is, of course, arbitrary. Yeah. Because you're talking about two totally different tones to a movie. Toby Maguire was more the classic, like, n- revenge of the nerd style exactly. nerd, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, back <laughs> when they made the movie, it was ju- it just barely existed. Yeah, still. yeah. The people who saw the movie were reminiscent of their own past. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas with you know, obviously Andrew Garfield was a he's a sexy, handsome skate- skateboard Parkour. photographer. Yeah, like. Wait, why can't he get girls? Yeah, you know, you, you wonder that, but it's a different take on the character. Yeah, it was cool to see him skateboarding, as you know. I'm still <laughs> surprised that there was no that Miles Morales didn't pop up in some form in this movie. I thought they were going to introduce him. They could have, yeah, because I honestly thought that this was going to be the end of Tom Holland as Spider Man, like yeah, and progressing on to a new character. I thought Tom Holland, or I thought somebody was going to come in as Miles Morales and bring it that way. I did see a really yeah. cool uh, trailer, a fan fiction trailer of like Miles Morales, the TV show real life. And that probably <sighs> weighed on my opinion heavily, but man, it would like, that's where I thought the whole series was going for Spider-Man. So there's a couple different ways. That, so what we know when they did the deal for this movie, it was a two picture deal, an MCU movie and a Sony movie. This movie, the home trilogy, these uh-huh. are the Sony movies. So Tom Holland is still contractually obligated to appear in one MCU movie, one upcoming MCU movie. Uh, obviously, it probably won't be in Avengers necessarily, but something like that. Are they even going to continue the Avengers? Well, yeah. I mean, they're setting up for the Young Avengers. They're oh, okay. kinda, that it seems sense. like they're setting yeah. up for the West Coast Avengers and with... Uh, Elaine from Seinfeld running around and collecting all the bad version of the Avengers. There's a comic run, I think it was after a civil war um, where they were sort of like a dark Avengers that was led by Norman Osborn. And they had 
all sort of like the bad versions of all of them. Bullseye yeah. was Hawkeye, and there was a different widow, and you know, all that. I think they had the Red Hulk. Colin Farrell's Bullseye? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, but the other Bullseye, he broke his back, didn't he? That's oh, good old Wilson smashed his back. But I don't know. We don't know. So we still don't know if that's canon yet. But what we do know is Tom Holland is supposed to show up in another movie, at least a Marvel crossover movie. Mm-hmm. Could it be a Spider-Man Daredevil co-op movie fighting against Kingpin? Maybe, but that I mean, could be amazing. Daredevil doesn't know who he is anymore either. No, but he doesn't have to because Peter Parker knows that something is up with Matt Murdock because he caught the brick. Yeah. So, Peter knows that if he needs help, he knows a lawyer who could help, and there's something fishy about him, too, Uh because he's got, like, super reflexes. So, Peter could absolutely hunt down Matt Murdock and reintroduce himself. There's nothing against the rules with that. That's the other thing. If, in a future Spider-Man movie, Mary Jane comes, or MJ comes back to New York. I'm just going to keep doing that, apparently. (laughs) If MJ comes back to New York, she's not going to know Peter Parker. But she would know Spider-Man. Yeah. And if he starts a, you know, a Spider-Man-MJ relationship, like, you know, she was always kind of more partial to Spider-Man yeah, than to exactly. Peter Parker. He can take off his mask and he's going to be uh, Peter Parker. Well, it you would know? make sense because, I mean, just like you said, that's how they're kind of leading in. Like He you know, has a going... way in to get a date with basically anyone he wants. All yeah. he has to do is be like, hey, guess what? I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. This is you the know? real suit, too. Yeah. So there's a lot that could happen. There's also, I mean, Daredevil, or sorry, uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man always had a really fun relationship. Yeah, there's another crossover person people talked a lot about potentially popping up that never showed up. Well, he's, I, uh, the rumors I'm hearing now are he's, he might be showing up in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, of course, because he I didn't think, show, that's how the rumors work. He wasn't in this one, so he has to be in the next one. But once again, those Fox movies are all Disney property now. Yeah. So the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, if... Marvel's gonna, you know, introduce all those characters. They're gonna want to capitalize on that. As yep, no to Logan share. here either. Yeah. So, but that's still it. Almost makes it more likely that it'll happen in the next movie now in Multiverse of Madness. You know, because a lot of the breakdowns we've been hearing have been rumoring either Wolverine, a Deadpool cameo, a Professor yeah. X. There's a lot of stuff that could that we could see, and they could introduce, and we could have help out with the movie without establishing the mcu version of them yeah just an introduction yeah so but there's been a i've been seeing a bunch of uh articles too saying sony is actively looking at future projects with andrew garfield as spider-man that would be that would be my best case well once again i i i would like to see a non-comic version of miles morales rolling around but i would love to see andrew garfield come back especially get Maybe not necessarily get that third right after that happens. Yeah. But, you know, just somewhere down the line. Maybe even after where this picked up. I think it definitely should. I mean, so what we know that, like... Uh, we do know that. That's we accurate. Know it. That's an um, accurate fact. What's it? Uh, Donald Glover is who I was trying to think of. <laughs> but Donald Glover uh, in Homecoming played Miles Morales' uncle, Aaron Davis, who is the Prowler. He is uh, like a thief kind of character, and he wears like a purple mask, and he works for Kingpin. So he and Miles' dad had a falling out when Miles' dad, who was a cop, found out that 
his uncle Aaron was, you know, doing illegal stuff. That and, sounds like some real Marvel backstory. Yeah, stuff. it is. But that's who Donald Glover was playing in that movie. So when he says like, I got a, I got a nephew that lives in Harlem, he's talking about Miles Morales. So we know that a version Do we of, know this for sure. Or is this like some fan conjecture? No, that's, he's the character. He, he was, he was credited as like Aaron, Aaron Davis. So we already know that there's like an MCU version of miles. He does exist. Uh, and in the comics, Miles Morales didn't really, he didn't have a Spider-Man. He didn't have like a Peter Parker Spider-Man to yeah. like train him. In Spider-Verse, of course, he, yeah. he has another Spider-Man to sort of show him the ropes. So they don't necessarily have to introduce Miles in one of the existing universes. They've obviously kind of sowed a seed or at least an Easter egg that he's in the MCU. You could very easily, if they were going to go like the into the Spider-Verse version, bring him into the same universe as Toby. And even if they wanted to kill off Toby there, you know, as, as sort of like a, you know, a sacrificial Obi-Wan kind of figure like they did for him like they did in the movie before they bring in a, a different one. Cause the, yeah, the Chris Pine, Peter Parker died in spider verse. And then the, the guy from new girl, he was the Peter B Parker. Yeah. Or whatever, who's in uh -huh. the rest of the movie. Um, he was great. Uh, so yeah, so we, we could end up with a miles in any of the three universes, or they could just do a solo movie with him. Um, but Andrew Garfield, I think Andrew Garfield, I think I said this on the show before we saw the movie, Andrew Garfield would be the right choice of Spider-Man to fight Tom Hardy's venom. Yes, for sure. So if they make that universe, the amazing Spider-Man universe, we could get some really cool stuff. Yeah, because they never really gave a universe for Venom to be in. No, they, they don't. Have an they never crossbred him with another character yet. No, all we know is that he's not in the MCU. Yeah, ex well, yeah, he's not in Tom Holland's Spider-Verse, yes. that's for sure. Yes. But he may be now after seeing the end credit scene. Well, we don't know where he yeah. went to. Well, Tom Hardy, I meant Venom in yes. particular. Venom, of course, in the post credit scene, we find out that Tom Hardy's Venom from the Venom movies Spent the entire time in a bar in Mexico just trying to figure out what was going on and yeah. getting drunk. Which sounds accurate. And then when it's time to pay the tab, he teleports <laughs> back to his universe. But he leaves a little chunk of symbiote on the table. Doesn't make sense to me how that's possible. Well, that's kind of the symbiote sort of shed little chunks like that. That's how Carnage happened, I think, in one of no, the No, no, I understand why pieces of the symbiote come off like that. What I'm saying is... If it's a magic spell that's teleporting every single part of you back, yeah. how does it forget a part? I don't know, because maybe it has to be touching. That would be like <laughs> them teleporting uh, Spidey to home and forgetting a finger. Like, there's just oh. a finger left on the ground there. Trust me, there's there's <laughs> questions to be yeah. asked about how all this works. Like we said, Topher Grace is Venom. Topher Grace died fighting Spider-Man, and he knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Yeah, but he, he didn't get teleported there. in. Yeah, The only one who got teleported in was... Venom, because the symbiote knew, because of its multiversal like hive mind with all the other symbiotes. I guess so. So it knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so that's why, but not the other. See, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. We know that they wanted to put Tom Hardy in the movie, but obviously not really. Yeah, exactly. Because he really was kind of wanted him in the movie. And we didn't need Tom Hardy's Venom to come and try to help out the three Spider-Men. He didn't can't even help, help himself yet. Yeah. No, obviously adding anyone else would have been too much. Yeah. I would have loved to see Spider-Gwen show up at the end, especially for Andrew. I don't know. I'm not saying Andrew Garfield deserves 
another Gwen, Gwen Stacy because <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh magic yeah but I don't know a Gwen Stacy who was bitten by the spider instead of Peter who couldn't save Andrew Garfield and they meet in a and separate they meet universe. in a separate universe yeah I mean there's there's fun to be had that's there. some hard speculation it is um, but apparently that was rumored to be a plot point in the unproduced Amazing Spider-Man three. Oh really? Yeah. They just didn't know how to introduce the multiverse back then. No, they wouldn't have had the same. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the same way. Yeah. They would have done it a different way, I'm sure, because they didn't have access to Doctor Strange. But also, we know that there is a Doctor Strange in the original Spider-Man movies and Spider-Man 2, because this, there's a scene with uh, uh, Jameson talking to uh, Ted Raimi <laughs> in, in the office. Uh -huh. They're trying to name Dr. Octopus. And Ted Raimi's like, how about Dr. Octopus? He's like, no, I hate it. Well, what about Dr. Strange? It's taken. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh -huh. So it's good, but it's taken. So there is a Dr. Strange in his universe, but he didn't know what the Avengers were. Maybe Dr. Strange was just an actual real surgeon there. In his universe, Dr. Strange should be Bruce Campbell. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Bruce. Imagine Bruce Campbell is Dr. Strange. That would be a, that should be in. That should be in Multiverse of Madness I'm surprised they right haven't there. introduced... Uh, I actually heard a that strange... Jackie Chan is supposed to be in the next Shang-Chi. I, I heard they want him. Yeah. Because yeah. he was so instrumental in you know the whole like fighting style yeah. that they're doing. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah, that would be really fun. But yeah, so there's so many so much potential for the future. I mean, we know... What does this say for other movies, though? Now... Oh, well, that's the bigger meta question. We know what it means for the MCU. We know that we're getting a Spider-Man in a cloth suit who's more of an adult Spider-Man. He might be in college, but he's going to have to have a job. He's going to have to make money, so he'll be taking pictures yep. of himself to sell. Yep, we, we know he's that. in New York with Daredevil. He's going to be there. We know Kingpin is in New York right now because it's the same. The finale shot of Spider-Man swinging past the tree there, isn't that the same hotel? It's, so the, it's, the it's where question. they're fighting in Hawkeye. I was about to say, we know that the end of Hawkeye is coming right it's happening now. happening at the same so time. Is I don't, there going to be some crossover between the Spider-Man movie and Hawkeye? I think that's so. That's about to end. Maybe. Maybe it's just the time period. We'll have to find out on Wednesday when well, we get I mean, the episode. I, but I thought that as soon as the end scene for Spider-Man happens and he's swinging through Christmas time, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, well, look. Hawkeye is happening right now in Christmas. Well, time. he was swinging past the signs, yeah. the billboards for Rogers the Musical. See, as that's well, a, I think that's. Uh, I think that. Uh, I think that the next or the last final episode of Hawkeye is probably going to tie in with it somehow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll get Spider Man in there. No, no, but... I'm not saying Spider Man's going to be in it, but I'm saying they're going to somehow mention that these two are going to collide right yeah. there somehow. Hopefully, well, something else that I thought was interesting: uh, the directors for episodes three, four, and five of Hawkeye. There were two, uh, there's one guy who directed episodes one, two, and six, and then these uh, two two uh, directors did uh, three, four, and five. And their names are Bert and Bertie. That's what they go by, Bert and Bertie. Um, and they said that, I guess some, some people were asking them if they could confirm or deny if this Wilson Fisk that we saw in the picture at the episode five of, of Hawkeye, is that does that mean that the MCU, the the Netflix shows are all canon to the MCU? And they said you have to tune in to the finale, to episode six, and there that would be addressed. Yeah. So we're going to know if 
these if that Matt Murdock and this uh this Wilson Fisk we're seeing are the same ones who fought before the snap because all of those Netflix series occurred before the snap. So once that would have happened, it's going to obviously change everything. And then going forward from there, this is a different, you know, we, we, we don't know. We don't know if, if Fisk got snapped or not. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he lost Vanessa and he was doing his own sort of Ronin thing. I mean, we don't know what exactly how it's going to go down, but we're going I, to have, man, I theorize that, uh, that Kate Bishop's mom is actually Fisk's wife, Vanessa. That's my theory right now. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know. She's obviously evil. She's evil. I think they're, def they're definitely in cahoots there. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be the Vanessa. She looks, There's she something looks pretty else. similar to the Vanessa from the daredevil series. Kind, yeah. Yeah. She does, I, I mean, mean, obviously not the same person. But. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure. I still don't know how they're going to tie that in. Cause also there's uh that's Vera Farmiga. And um, we got uh, what's her name from Freaks and Geeks, uh, Hawkeye's wife. Yeah, we don't necessarily what Linda Cardellini. We don't necessarily know what she was before. She may have been the first Ronin. She may have been a Shield agent. She obviously has some training. Well, she how obviously has she been the first Ronin. That might have been her suit before. We don't know. We don't know what her role was. Yeah. She could no, have been. She was obvious. Well, she knows a lot. Because Echo, Echo was the original Ronin, I believe, in the comics. So if they were swapping those roles, I don't know. Well, like I said, I I have not been good at, at predicting Hawkeye. <laughs> like, I've had kind of a general sense of what's going to go down. But, like, do you think that watch was, you know, it seemed like that watch was going to feature in a lot more heavily than just Well, they keep randomly bringing it up, but. They're not like it hasn't but, served a purpose yet. Well, yeah, because also Clint has been like, who cares about the watch? I thought it was destroyed. Like he yeah. doesn't really understand the significance, except that it points to where his family is. So if the watch belonged to her, or if she had at one point, maybe she was a shield agent who went undercover and helped take down Kingpin or some or any number of things. We don't know. Yeah. So he might be after them, but we also know that he wants to kill Clint. Kingpin wants to kill Clint. Because Clint can tell Echo that Kingpin was the one who ordered the hit on her father. Because the way it worked in the comics was Kingpin had Echo's father killed so that he could control her upbringing because he knew about her power, her ability. Okay. Her ability to just like mimic whatever fighting style or anything she sees. She can just instantly do it. Yeah. So he wanted to control her and turn her into a weapon, but she, he had to get her father out of the way. So we think, and we still don't technically know that Clint was the one in the Ronin suit who killed everybody there. Because when the way they showed it in the episode, you're seeing from Echo's perspective, and she's reading lips, but she doesn't get all the words. Yeah. She he says, "I was there that night. Hit was ordered. Your boss, or yeah. something like that." So yeah, could it have been Clint? Sure. Could it have been the swordsman sent in by? You know, or you've been there for a different reason. I don't know. Maybe I don't think they're going to necessarily shy away from Clint was the one who was actually doing the murdering because he did plenty of murdering. But I think uh, we'll have to we'll have to find out exactly how it's going to land. But either way, we're going to get an active kingpin in New York City. We know we got uh, Matt Murdock running around out there somewhere. If it's the same one or not, there's a future for Spider-Man and Daredevil. There's a future for you know, Kingpin and honestly, Kingpin and Spider-Man 
that I of all they've done most of the big good villains at this point. Yeah. But to see Spider Man fight Kingpin, that's always was one of my favorite, you know, favorite matchups. I just loved I just love that. And it's so it's gonna be so much fun. I hope we get to see that in the MCU at some point. Um but yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of crazy stuff potentially coming. But even beyond the MCU, what is Spider-Man No Way Home going to do to the rest of Hollywood? Like, That's what, what other series... Earlier. Yeah, what other series are we going to end up with these, like, multiverse mashing? Are we going to get, like, James Bond No Way Home? Or the bunch of the different James Bonds together? I mean, who else could they... There's... Uh, you got to think about series that have been rebooted a bunch of times. Or so... Like, what characters are there? There's, I guess, Jesus. I just think about it less of that and more of, like, like, you know, as it already seems, like, the Marvel Universe and the superhero structure of movies is kind of overtaking Hollywood. So then you yeah. see movies like, I don't know if you saw the preview for Licorice Pizza mm-hmm. when you were watching it. It looked amazing. But how how many now even less of those movies are going to get made for more superhero movies. It's just, uh, I just wonder where the future of Hollywood <sighs> is going. I know you see it rake in so large, especially when before this, it was already pushing towards that direction. I mean, look, the movie theaters have always kind of been better for spectacle. Your, your house and your TV has always been better for story. That's kind of always probably why series are taking such a large. And yeah, we live in the golden age of television right now. Yeah. Everything is getting a 10 episode run on some streaming service service somewhere. You can get your big, big, you know, and not to mention this is like Disney is doing most of this. Yeah. <laughs> like Disney and Warner Brothers, two of like the biggest companies are the ones responsible for all of this. And this is what people are going to see. Yeah. So. On one hand, yeah, you got your Ridley Scotts who are always complaining and shaking their their canes at superhero movies in general, saying it's it's destroying the business. Is it destroying the business or is the business changing? Because Ridley Scott had two movies come out this past fall with The Last Duel and uh, House of Stanley Tucci. And like neither one i don't think drew all that much of a crowd in the theater yeah just like uh the new west side story yeah especially during a pandemic like uh, spider-man is going to be the thing that brings movie theaters back so sure you could say that oh maybe we won't get as many like art house films in the theaters you can get all the art house films you want like all over the internet movie theaters were at risk of going away entirely. I agree. And now we get Spider-Man kind of saving the day for movies. So, well, I meant right before Spider-Man, there was Shang-Chi that also, it was kind of the first big movie. Sure. It did well. It did well. I don't think it's going to do well like this. No, I'm not saying it did. (laughs) I'm just saying that it was the first thing to kind of bring theaters back. It was the first thing that people were seeing in theaters. Yeah, no. And I don't know. I I'm, I'm happy going to the theater for, the big, you know, the big movies, but if a lot of this, I, I don't know. I, I don't, most movies, if it's not made better by watching it on a big screen, I want to watch it at my house where I can pause it and I can rewind and I can 
really interact with it as much as I want to. There were so many times when, like, in even I saw Spider Man twice this past weekend, and both times when you see the multiverse cracking open and you see sort of like the cloudy figures coming uh-huh. through and you're like, all right, well that one's definitely Rhino. And that yeah. one looks like Craven the Hunter and that might be Black Cat, but the whole time you're just thinking like, pause it, <laughs> which they don't do. See, I like never do that when I'm watching movies at home either. Oh, see, I need to know. So I like to watch even with the, the subtitles turned on. So oh, I, can I watch see... subtitles a lot because my wife yeah. goes to bed and she hates it when I turn the TV up loud. Yeah. I'm all for art house movies. And I think what's great is everybody can kind of express themselves how they want to at this point. Like there's, there's so, there's so much out there and there's a whole, like so many different places where you can get a movie or a series made. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel bad for Ridley Scott. Or <laughs> I I'm, think not he's saying, fine. I, I'm not trying to say you should feel bad for anyone. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the, the future progression of movie making because it's yeah. already headed that way. Yeah, it's to gonna be a head that way. Superhero structure. Yeah, and these movies all cost three hundred million dollars. I mean, Ghostbusters was what seventy five million. That yeah. was a tiny art house movie compared to a Marvel yeah. project. You know, so yeah, when you have three hundred million dollars that you can throw at something because you know you're gonna make a billion, <laughs> that that's that's the format. That's the format that's gonna keep people actually coming to theaters. I think. Um, but it'll be it'll be crazy to see. Like I said, there's going to be. I think the the ramifications of this movie when everyone sees that Sony just made, you know, however much this totals out to. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot more crossover movies, and everybody who's got multiple versions of the same property is going to be trying to find a way to bring them all together, and you know, it's not going to be good. I think a lot of it's going to be yeah, bad. Bo- lots of bad storylines. We'll get Batman, no way home. All the Batmans hanging out. We could get jokers. We're already kind of getting that a whole bunch of jokers hanging out. Yeah, we are. Yeah, they are. They're bringing one back at least. So <laughs> we'll have to go through, let us know, write in and tell us what the worst version of no way home would be. What, what, uh, franchise should they absolutely not, do this with or they absolutely should (laughs) yeah all right that's it yeah but anyway spider-man's a good movie uh i'm assuming you saw it because if not what are you doing and why are you listening to us go watch spider-man give disney all of your money disney and sony as you already do yeah um really what's uh what do you think jeremy final thoughts spider-man no way home Oh, I mean, obviously it was a great movie. Like, I mean, it's, it's everything everyone says it is or has been just go see it for yourself and get your own opinion. It was a great movie. I can't imagine not watching it. Yeah, it really was. It really did like follow through on everything and the things that it didn't address, like the, the theories and stuff the the characters who didn't show up in it, there wouldn't have been room. You know, yeah, there, I mean, there was already too much going on. Yeah, we had some amazing performance from Tom Holland, incredible performance from Andrew Garfield, and Toby was there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he did great too. He obviously didn't have; he had to be more the straight man, I yeah. think. But still, he it was great to see him all again. Fucking Willem Dafoe was incredible, and Alfred Molina, and Jamie Fox. Everybody was great. Everybody did a good job. Good job, Spider-Man. Excellent movie. Unsolicited conjecture gives Spider-Man No Way Home one good job. That's that's it. That's a rating system. So, uh, 
how about uh, you email us? You know, we I never hear from you anymore. So email us at unsolicitedconjecture at gmail.com or or all of the other multiple services we talked about earlier. Yeah, go to Twitter. We have a Twitter. And pretty soon it's even going to have a picture on it. Uh, <laughs> at UC with J and J. I'm J. That's also J. He's J too. I'm the first J. Yes. But that's just because we thought it sounded better that way. It could have been. Right yeah. in. Tweet us. Should it be unsolicited conjecture with Josh and Jeremy or with Jeremy and Josh? Well, do you just prefer unsolicited with J and J or with J and J? Which one sounds better? Yeah. Unsolicited conjecture with J and J or J, J and, and J. J. Which one of those sounds better? But oh my God, before we go, I need to tell you guys this. Just make sure that whatever you do, you just... Do-